This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. Oh, wow, what a wonderful month of topics, a topic we have, Suki, Ooh. more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost just get about goose flesh when I just think of um, that I can be more than a conqueror. It doesn't feel like it. I it doesn't it. always feel like Especially that. Especially not yeah. with addiction. Yeah, but to think that there is this hope, Suki, mm. And, and Michael is with us today, mm. and I can say with Michael, there's with him and with Jesus, there is hope. There Amen. is hope, and, um, and, and not because of our own efforts, and not because of our own hard work, mm. but because of the work that Jesus has done mm. on the cross and is busy doing in our lives. Mm. Yeah, so... Jesus really comes to to bring healing, uh, to bring wholeness to our mm. hurts, hang-ups, habits, and addictions. Yeah. And uh, it's a wonderful privilege for me to to be sharing this evening with, with Michael Barnard. Michael, very, very, very yeah. welcome. Yes, thanks, man. So good to speak to you. You know, what a privilege we have on this program today. I'm very good. I just said... Um, previously that uh, today we're doing the 105th program. Can you believe that? And a lot of that is we speak to people that had gone through recovery and that in the restoration process after addiction. And so many people have, have told us these amazing stories of what God has been doing in and through them as part of, of their recovery journey. So it's very special to have you with us today so that you can share your story because each story is unique mm. and it touches people in different ways and there are different people that need to hear different stories. Mm. <laughs> so we're our, so our happy. Our stories are powerful. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for sharing your story. So yeah. I, I would just like to kick off with, you know, when we spoke, Michael, you shared yeah. with me that you sought out instant pleasure. Tell us a little yeah. bit of your story. You know, why did you use that term? What was happening in your life and how did you get there? Yeah, I'm not sure. How, I don't even know how everything started, but I knew um, something was missing inside me. So mm. I just I just tried everything just to get, and keep, get a fix out of life. And, mm. and the thing that, that worked, the best was drugs and alcohol. It was instant. You can just use a bit of money and then you have your kick. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work very hard for mm. anything. And and that changes everything. But now it's difficult to tell my story because I knew what I was like and, and I don't want to tell my story and, and try and get attention almost for it. So I'm, mm. I'm, I'm looking at, my, at myself from a lot of different views. But it's been a while now, so... I feel a bit more comfortable in myself. I, I've Good. learned to not to say too much. Mm. Um, yeah. How long, how long, Michael? Because um, you spoke to Frederick last night before we just spoke briefly. So um, when yes, did your yes. journey start? Or when did you st- start uh, struggling with the, the addiction? When I stopped was September 29, 2020, or in, in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started in 2015. 14, I, I, le- I learned, I started learning about addiction and 
back then I thought it was just uh, you go to rehab and it's an instant fix and then you sort it and you mm-hmm. know about yourself. That would have been so, that would have um, been so nice. <laughs> yeah, that would have been lucky, but I like it like this as well. So it's, it's, the, the, the program that I follow actually helps me in anything in my life. And I think that the 12-step or any 12-step program can be good for anybody. Mm. But before uh, we get to that, that, can we first get yes, back? Yes. I want to know how and when did the addiction start? If you, if you um, look back, uh, you know, when, yeah. when you're doing the steps, uh, we often look back to see where yeah. did it all start. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had, um, I don't want to use my dad's story as, as an excuse or anything. But no, we don't blame I had, mm. I had a lot of uh, trauma as a child. Um, mm. I, mm. I had very good parents, actually. Um, too good, and that made me feel guilty sometimes. But my dad was uh, paralyzed in a motor vehicle accident mm. when I was eight. Mm. So, so that was a bit difficult. Yeah, as a child, I didn't understand everything mm. that much. Mm. But we mm. had a different household, and uh, my mom had to do a lot of different things. And my wow. dad, I think, went through his things. Mm. Um, but he actually continued working, and he's still working today. He's driving wow. his own car, he's wow. paralyzed mm, mm. from the waist down, but he's still doing his thing. So it's actually an inspiration. So mm. that made it a bit difficult for me because I only saw the inspirational side for me, but I didn't realize the trauma I went mm. through mm. from the accident. And right. I struggled to deal with things, um, struggled to understand things, and I struggled. I, I wasn't very social at school. Mm. I didn't even drink at school. I only smoked in the trick. Mm, mm, uh, if my mm. mom's listening, she probably smelled me, but she didn't really know. <laughs> <that one. laughs> but, but yeah, so I started smoking, and then when I went to Stellenbosch, um, I went away from, from home. I, I grew up in a rural town, so I went away from home, and I started, I went out the first night at Stellenbosch, and it was like, and, and I made friends, and, and, and before that, I only played sports and did things by myself and played computer games, watched uh, football and stuff like that. But at Stellenbosch, I started to make friends and I started drinking with, with the friends. And yeah, it was lucky in the beginning, but for maybe, then I started smoking marijuana. But when I look back, I didn't do it like like recreational, you can say. I mm. overdid it. it. It consumed my whole life. Mm, I, mm. I, I I finished my studies, but it 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 was a struggle. It was a start stop starting business. Mm, and mm. when I went when I went away from Stellenbosch, I wanted to go back. And when I was there, I didn't want to be there. Mm. Um, yeah. So then, when my one friend, my close friend, I had a very good relationship. My friend Carl uh, and he, um, it's probably the best relationship I've had in my life. But uh, mm. we both. Uh, we were a bit naughty together. So I think it worked mm-hmm. together. We were running away from our own teams together mm-hmm. and we were a team. So I was lucky to have him. I didn't isolate and go and do everything on my own. But it was only me and him yeah. doing yeah. our thing. And then when he left Stellenbosch, um, I started uh, doing uh, cocaine on my own. Sure. And that's where the problem came. It was a few months and then I was in rehab and yeah. So how did it how did it happen that you ended up in rehab? When did you realize you had to go to rehab? Uh, it was it was a work thing. Like everything in my life was just it was everything just I got by through everything just just uh, mm-hmm. from uh, from using. I didn't 
realize it back then because I was in denial. I was lying to myself the, mm -hmm. the whole time, trying to be happy, mm. to enjoy the, the drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, but I didn't realize what there was to life, actually. So mm. I, 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 my, my, my family, I was very religious, and, and, but I didn't understand everything too lacquer because, because it was... Um, I, I don't want to talk about different churches, but we were in a certain church, and I didn't believe in everything that they believed in, mm. and I didn't understand it really. So, so I always um, had this guilty thing inside me because I knew of something bigger, and I had this guilt, uh, guilty conscience. But I, I didn't want to put in the. I thought I saw that effort to mm. live uh, a spiritual and, uh, and a, a fulfilling life, or according to God's will. So I, I didn't want to do it because I enjoyed the, the other part. Mm. I thought I enjoyed it a bit more. But yeah, so it ended up with me. I was I studied at Stellenbosch, passed the subjects, but I didn't finish my course because mm. um, I didn't know what I wanted to do after school. All I knew was I wanted to go to Stellenbosch. Okay. And then, mm -hmm. <laughs> then I got another opportunity to study um, radiography. But, but I only went to do that because it was cheap for my parents. Mm. And and I had to work and study to do that. So I, I finished my first year and in my second year, I always did all my assignments. I wrote all the tests, but I didn't want to do the assignments because I already passed the subjects. But it doesn't work like that when you have a bursary. So they phoned into my job mm. and told him, my, my, my lecturers phoned in and, and told my, my boss that I that I'm not doing my assignments and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, I had a drug test done. So wow. this story mm -hmm. I'm telling you now, I lied so, about this so much because I was so, I felt so guilty. I mm -hmm. tried to blame other people mm -hmm. uh, for me being in rehab. So they did a drug test on me and I said, okay, there will be marijuana in my urine. Mm. <laughs> and then they said, okay, that, that, that's all right. We'll work past that. And then when they tested me, they found cocaine in my urine as well. Wow. Mm, yeah. So they said, no, that's a, that's a bit of a red flag, so I think you need treatment. And I was like, no, man, I'm not using it Often. every day, mm, and that's mm. what I thought addiction was, so I'm not using it every day. I, I don't need treatment. I want to finish my studies this year. And then they said, okay, because I'm studying and working, I can't come and work when, mm. they, when my urine is cocaine or substances mm -hmm. in. So mm -hmm. they'll have to continue testing me. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I tried to only drink and then go for my tests and that mm -hmm. went on for a while. But mm -hmm. I but one night I got drunk and I bought cocaine again and then I went in in Aye. I went to do the test anyways and then they found the cocaine again and then they said no I have to go to rehab otherwise uh, I can't continue working for them. So mm. I finished, I told them I'll finish the year, the studies, and then I'll go to rehab in December when mm. when I don't have to study after right. my second year. So mm. I went to rehab. I stayed clean for nine months or ten months after that, but I didn't really follow programs and I wa didn't want to do the higher power thing because I thought, no, it's too... Yeah, it's too big of a thing for me and I don't want to change my life completely. I'm just going to get out of this trouble and then I'll start using again. Oh. Because that's the only way I saw 
fun in life. Right. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Michael, you're speaking wonderfully, and but it's time for us to, to take a break. And after the break, I would like us to just look a little bit into um, the the emptiness that you said you were trying to fill. Mm, but thank so you just, for all the detail just, because it's very interesting to hear this story and how everything unfolded step by step. Mm. It's actually, I think, important for people to hear all the repetitive efforts to stop and the denial because it's all part of our story. So let's quickly take a break. Thank you, Michael. Welcome back, listeners. And uh, we are so grateful for for uh, Pete, uh, Michael, uh, Michael, that is sharing his story with us. And there was one word that he mentioned um, that prickled my interest, and that was he felt an emptiness that he tried to fill with the substances, um, the substance abuse or the addiction. Can you tell us a little bit more of that, Michael? Yes. Uh, the big thing that happened to me, I didn't, I've never felt it, uh, almost like a gift of desperation that I felt mm. when I when when I went when I went to rehab the, the second time. I'm, I I wasn't in rehabs a lot of time. I wasn't the most naughty guy in the world, but my life was consumed around drugs and alcohol, and I planned everything around that. Mm. But I tried to lie to myself a bit mm. as well. Mm. But so I, I tried to keep it. In 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 uh, of inbounds, but in the end, it got so so bad that that I felt the emptiness in my soul. So mm. I, I tried to get closer to God before I before I um, stopped for that year because I have a very close me to the church that I started to um, after rehab. And he tried to get me closer to God, and I only felt more guilty. Mm. And when I was mm. using and then it got out of hand with extra stuff. The stuff I was doing, I was isolating, and the stuff I was doing when I was alone, mm. um, it made me feel so guilty and guilty. And I really felt that there was something missing. And I and I started believing that that we have a soul, and we have to fill fill that soul with something positive. And and the thing is, um, yeah, I was just chasing happiness, and the more I tried to find it in material things the less the less I, I found actually but mm. I only realized that after after becoming sober and, and starting mm. to see things in a different perspective mm. Mm. and you mentioned wow. just now that you you were at two rehabs uh, why didn't the first rehab session work for you the first one didn't work because I tried to find recovery without an higher power mm. so I was sober for nine months and and but I wasn't living a recovery life lifestyle mm, mm, or what, mm, whatever mm, what you call that. I wasn't living like that. I was just being. I was just getting by and and white knuckling. Mm, so, mm, so the second time I got sober, I, I went to to NA and I I tried doing the recovery thing without the power again. Did the step work, but I step work, but I didn't want to do step. Three, so I left the step work and just stayed clean for another year. Mm. But it wasn't my relationships around in in that time. It didn't grow and and as as fast as and as, as uh, it wasn't as fulfilling as it is now. So Michael, Michael, just third, tell people quickly what is step three because some people might not know what is step three. I think it's a very important point. Yeah, it's 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 when you 
when you I need to step quick in front of me, but it's when you wach at the Sorry for Afrikaans. I don't know. No problem. No problem. I can I can just say as if I if I if I have got it rightly, it's if you give your will and your life to God, right? Yeah, it's uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God, as we understood Him. Mm. So and that's the part so that was me, that was missing. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's almost one of the first things you you do in recovery. So so for me, the, the different groups and stuff have different views on that, but I. On, on God, and but we're not going to go into that. So I just decided the way I grew up, it can only be one, so I'm going to do it properly, and I'm going to do it, I'm going to go to church, and I'm going to do it in, in the right way now, because my mm. best thinking got me into this situation, and I must stop being too clever for myself. I need <laughs> something mm. more to get mm. out of mm. this situation. So it seems to me there was a real change in your relationship, uh, in your intimacy with God, from um, yes. uh, quite. A, can you give us some more information about that? And Share maybe a also bit? the pastor that helped you, because I mm. think that you that is very special that you didn't feel condemned by the yes. church, but that you were invited in and that mm. you were helped along. Mm. Yeah, my thing was just I didn't like the way people ran things, and and the church I go to, they just follow the Bible and what the Bible says goes and we don't judge and we don't, everybody has their own relationship with God and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So we just, and I like it like that. I just went to the church. I was just, I had nothing. I did work anymore and I thought I was too clever for myself and it got worse and worse and worse every time I went back to using. So I just thought, okay, this time the only thing I didn't do in recovery was follow higher power or follow Jesus, oh, I didn't want to go back. So this time I'm just going to follow what he says. And, I'm, and I've changed my whole life. Mm, wow. With the step of daily inventory at night. I don't get it right every time, so I don't mm, think I'm the best not. person of in the world. That's just, that's just the things that work. And I try to read my Bible every night. Mm. And I try to pray morning and night and through the day when things happen. I just try and stay in contact with God and and. Just not let that, I don't want to have that connection to, to break down because it has faded a bit in recovery and then I can see a change in me. So I just decided in the beginning, sorry, I dwindle off. That's fine, that's no, it's fine. No, no, that's good, it's hmm? good, it's good. I just decided when I, if I read something and, and something pops up, I'll just, if it's, if it's, um, just I just try to do the next right thing, and if something happens and I, and I think it's from God, I'll just do it. The one day, the, the first, second day, he said, um, Umkharat said, I need to, he wants me to share my story in church. I wasn't ready to share recovery or mm-hmm. anything because I didn't recovery, but I thought maybe I have to just do it because I'll be fine and. If God wants God wants me to speak to the people, I'll just do it. And I, mm. it didn't go as well as I planned, but I don't. It didn't go bad as well. So mm. I just let it be and and spoke and yeah. And then I went to put, to do to be baptized as well. That was a lovely experience. Mm. Um, I didn't. I don't like doing things in front of people. I don't like speaking in front of people. Actually, mm. but I'm doing it now. Yeah, <laughs> and Thank the, the baptism. Yeah, there's a lot of people watching and stuff, and and that was it was a good experience there. And then when I got home that night, I felt 
I felt something different in me and, and things mm. went really well. I actually, for, for the baptism, I had to work night shift that, mm. um, that week. So mm. we get extra money for night shift. I'm like, cocaine addiction, I have a lot of debt. Mm. And I needed the money to do the, to, from the night shift. But I mm. said, okay, I have to do the, the baptism. And then the next week, um, we got, uh, well, I got a raise of almost 20, well, 20, 22%. Wow. The mm. money I would have made for, for that week before, for the night shift I'm wow. getting every month. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was something special actually. And it's yeah. not about money, but I was in trouble. Mm. Yeah. So I had to fix it to, mm. to be fine. Mm. Mm. Um, and what I can hear yeah. is through the word of your testimony. Because remember that mm. a part of the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony, we mm. will be set free. And so that's exactly when yeah. you spoke in church, you started speaking about that. You went for public baptism. So to declare your mm. faith mm. in Jesus, you were set free, free through the word of your testimony. That was a big part, as uh, according to what yeah. you're telling us now. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's. I don't like speaking about these things. Actually, like for something like this, I would have said no in the past, mm. and I probably say too much. And then I, I like to. I, I, but that's the problem with the disease. The, the problem was. Oh dear. in me. So, sorry, and just say that again. You you cut out there for a moment. Just say that again, please. The problem uh, was never the drugs or the alcohol. That was just. Uh, the, the medicine I actually mm. used to, yes, to yes, yes, try yes. and feel better. There was mm. something missing in me, and that only that can that can only be filled by God. Mm. Yes, for me, yes. it feels mm. like. So, Michael, we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to hear what is different now. I'm I'm sure lots of things changed, but but from what yeah. it used to be and what's the what does your life look now that it that it wasn't it wasn't like before. Yeah, I have a relationship with my parents. I'm actually, mm. without this, we would have never been open and honest with each other. And, and these things, my parents also struggle. They're a bit older, so communication doesn't come that easily to mm. them. Mm. We actually, in a, in a counseling session in rehab, started to learn to talk to each other. So mm. all these things happened for a reason, I think. And, and my relationship with my parents is better. I feel a lot more comfortable with myself. I, I almost talk to myself. I'm not crazy or anything, but I, I <laughs> no. thought through things in my head. I was speaking to myself to make sure that everything's fine. That mm. little voice is gone. Mm. Um, I don't look at material things anymore. I, mm. Like I said, that money thing, that sorted itself over time. I'm a lot more patient. I was in trouble and, and it's going good, but I've been, I'm never going to be a rich guy. I'm, but I, if I don't start using again, I'll never struggle for, for money actually. And, mm. and, uh, but I don't even think about it. I don't check my finances. I actually start to, I'll have to start doing that now because the date is almost gone. Mm. <laughs> but mm. I don't look at those things and I, I don't try and please people. I just try and do the next best thing. Wow. And I know my, my thinking is not the best always, so I don't, I try and listen to what other people say as mm. well. I'm, I'm, mm. I, I'm not, not just, yeah, so wow. I try and listen to other people and I wanted to buy a TV after rehab. I didn't have the money, but I wanted to look cool. 
And you, you, you're also you're also cool in Christ. Eh? <laughs> but what I hear, Michael, when you put Him first, then all the other things get added. Mm. That's what I hear. The, yeah. the how that I verse is working out in your life. Yeah, of course, addiction. The thing is, sometimes you like we like chaos. Even if we, st- I normally start started fights with my people close to me mm-hmm. just to have an excuse to run away. So you chase that chaos, and God is 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 he's a he's a he's a not a person that is he's ordered and and everything needs to be sorted out. And mm-hmm. when I started doing my I started building my relationship with him and, and I, I do the 12 steps as well to, to make me a better person, to be more like God and to live out his will. And addiction is just with chaos and, and destruction. And mm. if you live a clean and spiritual life, everything's so ordered and you're not panicking the whole time. Mm. You don't chase and you're not running after things. Mm. Sorry, my English is unfinished. We've been doing very well We understand exactly what you've been saying So thank you so much for sharing Yeah, thank you so much Mm. Michael I can can really see That you are More than a conqueror Mm. And uh, that God has Been inputting and Into your life Mm. and pursuing You with his presence With the change that he wants To make in you and through the Holy Spirit And through his people uh, Yeah and through safe people and through his People Mm -hmm. and his children That you are able to be a conqueror Yeah thank you Um, so much Thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. your story Mm -hmm. And uh, listeners if you Came in halfway through uh, Michael's story and want To listen to the podcast Go to kpulpit.co.za Forward slash Podcasts forward slash into me see and get hold of the podcast and please contact us on Frederick uh, F R E D E R I K Suki S O E K I E at kpulpit.co.za. Until next week's exciting episode, blessings and bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.